So if you can think about how you're going to execute your day, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to pack my clothes for running, I'm going to run, I'm going to feel amazing. Your brain now already knows and is starting to integrate this pattern of neuronal firing that is sequenced to for you to become a runner for you to go for that run. It's a pattern. And the brain doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. It just knows what it knows, what you tell it, this repetition. So if you repeat, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go for a run. You wake up, you go for a run, and then you do it again the next day, and then again the next day, you will become a runner. And that's the same thing with negative thought patterns. People that ruminate, it's a cyclic snowball effect that just ends up, you know, crashing down into like this depth of despair where you're actually ruminating more and more and more and it becomes who you are welcome to black belt beauty radio a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind when we elevate our mind we elevate our life so get ready it's time to rise Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's guest is my neuroscience soul sister and Gemini twin, Nicole Vignola. Nicole is a business owner and entrepreneur who coaches individuals and consults organizations on brain health, longevity, mindset change, and optimization using science-based evidence. Nicole has a degree in neuroscience and in organizational psychology with a research focus in cognitive neuroscience that investigates high-risk decision-making. Nicole is an absolute force when it comes to educating and empowering individuals with tools that are rooted in strong science to help you optimize your overall well-being, so your psychology, your physiology, your biology, so that you can live a self-actualized life, you know, to live from your fullest potential. So if you're ready to crush your new goals this year, this high energy and super fun conversation is going to help you do that because it is packed with powerful takeaways that will help you to begin optimizing your everyday lifestyle for success. In this episode, Nicole and I laugh a lot. Uh, We talk about Nicole's backstory, what led her to her passions for neuroscience. We discuss accessible everyday changes that you can begin making today like a badass physically, mentally, and energetically to keep you performing at your highest level and just feeling great. We talk about the incredible benefits of implementing ice therapy into your morning routine. We discuss the correlation between behaviors and habits and the power of thoughts to create epic transformation. And we dive into visualization practices that shape your reality and refine your future self. It's such a solid episode and I cannot say this enough. First of all, Nicole is hilarious. I I loved her from, you know, her Instagram posts, if you read her captions, her stories, they're so fun. And at the same time, all of her content is so valuable. You know, she's genuinely giving you powerful tools and she focuses on a lot of areas that are so universal, but not necessarily, you know, discussed um, in the spaces of neuroscience. So she's really unique. I love this woman so much and I know you're going to love her too. Definitely let us know what you think about this episode. Share it up on your IG stories. Tag Nicole. Tag myself. Our our Instagram handles are in the show note. And check it out. Nicole has a group coaching program to help you rewire your narrative. And it kicks off February 13th 
with limited slots. So if you're ready to reprogram any of your limiting narratives and beliefs that are hanging out in your subconscious, in addition to learning powerful wellness tools that are rooted in neuroscience, then you definitely want to join Nicole's program. Last but not least, if you have not already given this podcast a five-star rating review, it would mean the world to me and my team and to all of the listeners who will learn about Black Boat Beauty Radio because of you. So there's a very, very easy link in the show notes to be able to do that. And uh, I appreciate it. So thank you in advance to all who will make the effort to go ahead and do that. So check out Nicole again on Instagram and enjoy this radical, very fun and super powerful conversation with my girl, Nicole. Enjoy. Hey, you guys, if you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know, I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are the Path, is out for sale. I have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible, talented artist friend, Emerald Paget, and I could not be more excited for you to experience this journal. To make it very clear, this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal. It's more of a book and it is so visually stimulating. You are the path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, inspire, fortify, to essentially create you and all aspects of your life. You can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages. So in this journal, you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking. Of course, you're welcome to ignore them, but they are there to anchor you because talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people, I've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people. Like you don't know what to do or where to start. So these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages. Um, each section also has a personal quote for me. And again, the artistry in this journal throughout the journal by my girl Emerald Paget is absolutely incredible. It is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart. So the final section offers 20 blank pages. So the other sections all have lined pages in them. And this is really special for me because I've never come across a journal that had both. And throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life, um, you know, I've really needed and wanted both. Uh, so I'm just excited to give you this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. And this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you. So to shop this journal, go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top menu. You'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you.
So I'm so excited to be here with you, Nicole, because I have to tell you, like, there's some people that, you know, I come across on the gram or online where I'm like, I want to talk to you because I want to pick at your genius and have like share your message on the show. But I also, there's some people like you where I'm like, but I actually want to be friends because I know that we would be <laughs> friends and I because ha- I have that vibe with you. Oh, and, you know, like, absolutely. One, yeah, like I feel it, you know, and I don't just say that either. It's like, I, I would really make an effort, you know? Um, one of the things just like straight out of the gate, I want to say is like, I love, I love your humor. I love how... You feel like the girl next door to me. I mean, you're a neuroscientist. Um, you're a speaker. I mean, you're really wise, intellectual, badass. And yet <laughs> at the same you. time, like, you know, and this really comes across in your work and we're going we're gonna to tear into all that. But I love how just like real life you are, very human. So it just, and the, the beauty of that, I'm just going to keep going with this because I think it's really important to really set the table to this conversation is that. You know, I'm a geek when it comes to all things high performance, human potential. (laughs) Neuroscience is such a big piece of that. And that's what drew me in, you know, so many years ago. And I think what's so important, and really it's an honor to be in this position that I'm in, it's so important to take individuals like yourself who have all this incredible knowledge and be able to take this information and distill it down for the everyday everybody, individuals, you know, and and I obviously get to facilitate that because we know, and we're going to talk about this, but there's so many tools. That's what I see in neuroscience. It's like, there's tools here that can help everybody to live more optimally and to ultimately thrive in life. So I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. And that whole intro, I mean, that was amazing. It's like, you know, someone thought I might have paid you to say that. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're, it's all and, my heart. Yeah. And I, and I love that because one of the things I've been struggling with is I am a human. I like to party. I like to go to festivals, but I'm also a neuroscientist. So it's a bit like, you know, non-kosher to maybe talk about, you know, going out and going to festivals and posting about that stuff. But I, so I'm struggling with like where I place myself in this, in this field, because yes, I work with corporates. I work with people in finance. I work with sort of executives, but then, you know, I love, I love day drinking, you know, in the yeah. summer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really drink that often, but yeah. when I do, I'm like, you know, so it's like, and I'm, I am quite funny. You are girl, <laughs> your stories, everybody, Instagram. Now I'm telling you, there are some things you put up there where I'm busting out or even in the captions. I'm like, oh my God, this girl. <laughs> so I'm really glad you say that because I was always like, I wonder how I come across to people because I want to see, still be funny, but yeah. I also like, you know, need to stay professional to some extent. Yeah. So thank well, you, you for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just let's talk about that just for a second. Cause I think it's actually really important. I think we're actually, I think what's happening now is, you know, you hear neuroscience and it sounds so, it could be so intimidating to a lot of people. And mm. it, it almost seems like, oh, you know, as a neuroscientist speaking to you, high-level um, executives and high-performing individuals, it's almost like you're confined to this space. And yeah. so, and that can maybe create that tension between, yeah, but what about this human shit over here? Like, this is, mm. like, I'm this and I speak to this, but I'm also this. And there's so many, you know, neuroscience and the tools don't just belong in that category of individuals. Yeah. It's like, what about the moms? 
who, you know, need to know how to regulate their nervous system to be a better, just for themselves and for their family. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where I, I feel like, you know, you're on the, like, it's like a, the wild, wild west with neuroscientists, like the new frontier. I think Huberman obviously has done an excellent job of like really leading into this, like the crossover, right? So I'm here to fully just support you in this, you know, you being on the, you know, the, the, the kind of leading edge where you are, you know, super professional, super, you know, accredited and, and, and you know, your shit just to speak in my language. Um, but (laughs) you're also (laughs) here to, you know, not just conserve it to this one space, but to really, you know, bring it to the masses and, you know, can bridge us into an area that I, I do want to really dive into, which like one of the things I love about your Instagram content is you do an excellent job of taking very unique and universal themes and, you know, applying the neuroscience in it, such as like stalking your ex or like things that you would <laughs> never be thinking about, like stop stalking your ex, like what? <laughs> but then you read what you're sharing and it's like, holy shit. And that mechanism, like it, it makes sense. And you, how many individuals around the world have to deal with that? The, know, the hard part? Yeah. So it's yeah. so, so it's so valuable, you know? Yeah. I get that a lot. And thank you. I mean, that's one, like one of the things that I love the most about neuroscience is when I went into it and I regret it now because obviously no one has a degree in hindsight, but <laughs> at the time I was setting all these things, sort of like, things on a nanometer scale and I kept thinking oh my god this is so boring I want to like make sense of it like my whole degree I you know it was so hard and it was like so minuscule that I have no idea what I was looking at half the time and now I all I wanted to do was make it relevant to everyday life like how can I make this relevant how can I make that relevant I want like big processes I want to know what's happening in the brain but then I hear people talking about things on a molecular level and I think shit I really should have paid attention (laughs) What drew you to neuroscience? I'm so <clears throat> curious. Because I know you grew up in Italy, right? And you've been yeah. like traveling around the world right now. You're in the UK. What yeah. what drew you into neuroscience? So I was so I was actually born in Italy and then I grew up in South Africa. And oh, okay, got it. 10 years in Italy, 10 years, 10 years in South Africa, 10 years in England. So Amazing. time to probably go soon. Yeah. Um <laughs> The U.S. is Can calling my name. Say, <laughs> yes. I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. With a British South African accent, I think I could it's smash so, it as well. People yeah, you definitely. Like, keep talking. Exactly. <laughs> love it. But I don't know. I've always been fascinated with why. Why we behave the way that we do. Why do we think the way that we do? And this is so mundane. But at the time, I remember I was about 16 and I stopped doing my hair in a particular way. And just started doing it a completely different way. And I've been doing my hair like that for ages. And I didn't even think about it. And one day I went, how come I've stopped doing my hair like that? And I was like, that kind of triggered me to think about human behavior and all these sort of like the subconscious and all of that. And, you know, my father was very ill. He had schizophrenia. And I I was always just fascinated by why like how and what's going on in your mind you know yeah which you know sounds a bit sort of you know sadistic thinking about that as a child like (laughs) why are you so crazy (laughs) you know but I wanted to know like what is going on um Mm -hmm. my neighbor was a doctor so I used to borrow a lot of his books and that I think helped massively and yeah I guess I wanted to 
I wanted to get into medicine first with neuroscience and do the intercalation. I got rejected um, a couple of times from medical school. <laughs> I had I had the grades to get in. I just they, they, I don't know if you have the same thing in the US, but in the UK we have something called the UCAT exam, which is basically like a preliminary exam that is like it's not an IQ test. It's like a psychometric test, not a psycho. It's yeah. I don't know. I'm. It's so interesting about me. Like I'm the absolute geek. I love psychology, neuroscience, physiology, biology, philosophy. This is my Netflix. But I was like, you barely can get me to. I was ditching and surfing in high school. Like I didn't do college. Okay. So okay, let's take it back. I actually nearly failed high school. I had to redo (laughs) everything in my adult years. That's why I went to university. So I had to redo my GCSEs at the age of 25, which is basically like just before you do your actual last bit of school, which we call uh, A-levels in England. Okay. So if anyone listening, yeah, I don't know what that is, but what you do when you're 15, 16, but I basically have to redo all of that. Then redo my A-levels and then I could apply to university I because I was flunking. Yeah, I was going surfing. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> See, I knew it. We were friends. Yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah. it's so great to say that because, again, you think neuroscientists, like, you must be, your IQ must have to be over here. You must have to be a fucking genius. I mean, I think, like, the— I mean, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. But maybe kidding, systems okay. don't always work for us in the <laughs> so way that things are taught. I mean, that's me. I'm a yeah. maverick. I'm like, don't control me. But <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to be making jokes for this whole podcast, aren't we? <laughs> well, actually, 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 I want to ask you about that because I believe that when there's a when there's emotional impact, you're able to retain information better, right? Like yeah. one right. of the greatest examples here was like um, the World Trade Center, like. Nobody's going to forget that, obviously. But I think the emotional impact, any kind of emotional impact, so even humor can help retain information more, right? Absolutely. If you care about something or there's like an emotion attached to it, you're going to be able to learn better. So that's why I actually did really well at neuroscience in my adult years versus high school in my younger years because I didn't see the importance in it, right? Yeah. Um, If if you bump into an old friend on the street Mm -hmm. and say nothing happens, you just see them, you're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Three weeks later, someone says to you, what was the day and time? And you go, oh, I don't really know. I can't remember. But if there was a massive accident next to you, you would remember, oh, on Tuesday last week at around 11, yeah. I bumped into so-and-so. And then there was this massive accident, right? Yeah. So Is that neuroplasticity? I know I'm going to throw this around. Yeah. Over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're jumping a little bit. Yeah, yeah totally. Please. We'll go back there. I'm really good at that, by the way. I'll put a pin in it. You won't even know. And yeah, I'll bring no. this back. <laughs> Good. Okay. So basically what that is, is you've got higher levels of norepinephrine and you've got higher levels of acetylcholine. So you, the more of those neurotransmitters you have, the more likely you're going to have plasticity. And you can only have neuroplasticity when those two um, neuromodulators and neurochemicals are active presently at the same time. So yeah, what okay. that means is norepinephrine kind of makes the synapses more receptive to change. They make them more active, if you will. Mm-hmm. Acetylcholine is like a cone-like attention on those uh, on something. So, for example, if you're listening to me speak, mm-hmm. you are zoning in on the frequency of my voice. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to, you could pay attention to my dehumidifier that is, you know, buzzing in the background. Yeah, unless you pay attention, you can you can switch, you can tune into the frequency of that. 
So you have to pay attention. You have to have intention to learn something, right? So you can't scroll on social media mm-hmm. and expect to take in a, in a lecture like I did throughout my basically my entire first year of neuroscience. <laughs> I was going through a breakup, so. <laughs> well, see, now let's bring it back there. That was, uh, we can get back to neuroplasticity, but no, I love that. See, and that's such a great example of how you, you're so easily able to just explain something that is more complex. I mean, it really is, but yeah. that was so easy to understand. I love it. Going back yeah. to your process. So, you know, it's funny you say the why and I have, I kind of frame it. I'm a writer, right? And so words are really important to me, but I have this whole, it's like, I call it the why work. I love the why work because the why okay, work leads. Well, it's just the question of why, like why, why? go deeper, okay. like introspective, yeah. primarily for me, my yeah. work is, you know, based in self-actualization, self-mastery, mm-hmm. you're never going to get to, you want the truth, right? Whatever that is, yeah. you, or just yeah. to understand process, you're like, what's happening. So you have to keep digging the why, right? Yeah. So okay. for you, like when you, you know, you said your, your father and, 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 and then you're just going back to that process um, of what drew you to, to neuroscience, I just want to bring you back there so we can move yeah, on. From yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess I wanted to obviously study medicine. I didn't get in, um, but I was always wanting to do medicine with neuroscience. I didn't want to become a doctor. I didn't, I know, yeah, I, just, I guess I wanted to be a medic with a neuroscience degree, maybe going to neurology, because I was always just fascinated by the way that the brain works. And I can't really explain why. And I guess that it is maybe deeply embedded in some of the observations that I saw as a child, you know, seeing maybe my family interact. I also read a book called The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, it's a medical psychiatrist called Bruce D. Perry. Okay. And basically he talks about all these weird phenomenons with children who go through these very traumatic experiences and he he breaks it down as to what's happening in their brains. And the premise is that throughout all of these trauma, tra- traumatized children that he saw, all of the ones that were placed in loving homes or had a network around them, mm-hmm. they were the ones that thrived. They were the ones that could actually get over it. So, um, yeah, that book sort of yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I, I was almost going to take us in a rabbit hole, but I'll stay focused. Um, no, no, no. I love a rabbit hole. Uh, and I'm also normally pretty good at bringing it back. So. <laughs> Agility. Um, like, let's go to Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I love it. I'm there all the time. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, so you, how do, where do I want to take us from here? Hold on. I'm going to have my um, Scott. Clip this part. Sorry, I needed to cough so badly, and I thought that's ah! the perfect time. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, anytime so we need to stop, week. we can heal. And he, Scott is the man, yeah. and he will. Um, cool. But you, you know what I want to ask you? Uh, kind of just jumping around again, which is a constant theme for me. Is this morning <laughs> I was thinking? So I have my. It's called my me time. It's my morning ritual. It's been like this for years, kind of incorporate new things. Like lately, um, in the last year, uh, lots of heart resonance breathing. I do a mm-hmm. Brave Wave, Brain Wave app. I do the like the little yeah. meditations going from alpha yeah. theta to alpha. And I'm, I'm so curious, um, how do you start your mornings? So this morning was with an ice bath. So yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I saw your story so, yesterday. And you're fancy. Yes. <laughs> you're fancy. Wait, I I just don't understand why I people are spending eight it. grand on an ice bath. Like, how bougie are you? 
that you so are willing good. to actually trade an 80 pound bin <laughs> for an eight grand tub i mean really guys come on this is not rocket science see but again you're taking this you know like it seems like it's so out of the you know you're it's hard to get and you made it very simple for individuals you literally yeah your post was so funny yesterday but it's so true i know you're right yeah because people are like oh it's so expensive to do all these things i actually had a post once where i had these sort of things where I made it as cheap as possible for people to sort of help these health things and yeah. and I still had the trolls on there being like oh it's still expensive five pounds is still a lot to some people Girl, I like, saw I saw sorry I'm not I'm just I'm very honest I saw a troll fucking try and tell you to take your capital letters off <laughs> I get I get that a lot do you really yeah I get I get I get a lot of trolls I get a lot of trolls I, I get, couldn't with ever, that <laughs> I know. If you're ever having a day where you're like, mm, I want some entertainment, just go into the comment section on my Instagram because, girl, it will entertain you. It is so like, interesting to see how the way that people think. It's crazy. Like, here, yeah. can you shift the way that you write your content? Because I visually can't. It's like, what are you talking about? And you're so polite. And, and you're it's like, also just the way down. they ask. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the way. Like, right. um, can you please stop doing this? I'm like, can you please stop asking me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me just go and like change the entire way that I do <laughs> my Instagram to suit your needs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it is. I, I don't get too much of it actually. Um, you know, recently somebody said, um, "Love your content won't fo- won't follow um, because of the f word so much," but you know, otherwise great. Con- and I'm like, well, doesn't it feel good to be able to express your truth? Like, I didn't write yeah. back, but, you know, because I'm like, doesn't that feel good? Great, because that's what I stand for. So here I fucking yeah. am. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, you know, it's so, it's so weird, like this concept that we have to, like, voice what we want. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, the thing that I don't get is like, I didn't ask you to follow me. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow me. I don't care. Yeah. And the best is when people tell me they're going to unfollow me. And I'm like, babes, I get like 300 unfollows a day. Yeah. I check right. the metrics. You're like, <laughs> you know, grain of sand. I lose like more than 3,000 followers a month. Right. I mean, we all do. Right? Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, it's like the people that are going <laughs> to gravitate towards you and want to stay connected to you. It's it's not just because of your capitalization or, you know, this is cheap, that's expensive, or Roxy, you say fuck or not. I mean, it's because of you and what you're sharing and your message and is it giving yeah. you value? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, I, I tend to respond. It's it's really great when you don't have to do your own reading. So I, you, you know, I, for... I respond in here in my mind <laughs> because I mean, the truth is I got to, I got to switch, but for me to really yeah. go into that mode, I'm like, I can't, I, I literally can't, you know, because <laughs> yeah. if I do, then that's, but it's like, you, you, when you know the switch is so full on, then that switch becomes very, <laughs> you, you don't, you, you don't just switch on the switch. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous. Like, don't make me switch it on, girl. (laughs) No, uh uh. We ain't going there. Um, So, I I don't tend to reply, but sometimes every now and again, I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood. No, and I think sometimes (laughs) it isn't. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important sometimes because sometimes, I mean, people feel like they can get away with a lot being behind the screen, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. And that's actually one of the things that there's a woman called uh, Susan Greenfield. She's a neuroscientist from Oxford University. 
love her if you want to look her up she doesn't have social media but okay. she's pretty old school yeah. she's a baroness oh amazing and yeah no and she studies basically human behavior but in the way that technology is affecting us so predominantly teenagers and young adolescents and her whole theory is that if you're talking through a screen of course you can get tone right mm-hmm. but you can't get body language right so young people are starting to lose that ability to hold a uh, even just eye contact with you when, yeah. when talking right then you've got the whole concept of conflict because you should be able to stay calm but if you can do it through a phone mm-hmm. you don't need to be composed right so mm-hmm. they're losing that inability to actually stay composed in a sort of simple altercation with somebody wow. so then it all blows up into something that's like you know unnecessary yeah and yeah she studies this this sort of phenomenon of what's going to happen essentially and we don't know it's just like a right projection of what we think is going to happen and what we're seeing right now yeah I mean there's I mean certainly things are happening and will continue to happen so I guess it's like just trying to see if you can follow a trend and see where it's going but it yeah it's gnarly you know I'm 44 so I you know I'm a child of the 80s and I grew up playing outside, you know, until it was dark yeah. and not on screen. You did not look 44. <laughs> I'm like trying to hold it in. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> yeah. What are you Thank doing? You. Well, you know what? I like pun intended, but I think the model of aging as we know it is old. I think that yeah, when absolutely. you, you know what I mean? Like I, I lifestyle, lifestyle yeah. is it's it's my jam I'm holistic and taking care of myself on every level I'm an athlete not professionally but it is yeah yeah, yeah, my yeah. Lifestyle, right psychologically yeah. uh nutrition you know I'm into like nutrigenomics and like super I do blood labs like the whole thing and yeah and it's fun for me I, it's, I don't think that everybody has to be so deep in it like this to no. keep kind of ahead of but for me it's like I'm really interested in aging like a badass. And what that essentially yeah. means to me is not just like avoiding disease or some of these very well-known yeah. detriments of aging, but like, where are you cognitively in these much later decades of life? Where are you physically? Like, can you put your <clears throat> suitcase over your head on the airport or, yeah. you know, all of this stuff? And I do believe that if you, if you're approaching your life in this way where you are you know, taking care of your yourself, your sleep, and you know all of the things. So much of what you talk about and you share too in in on your Instagram, then it's it's actually people don't realize, and it actually it like pinches my heart sometimes because I'm like, fuck, there's so much low hanging fruit in your immediate environment that if you just start tinkering, yeah. you will feel so much better. You will certainly look like body composition, all that stuff shows up too, but like, yeah. Every, yeah. And the thing is, I love that you said that because so many people, especially women, think that they are destined to sort of hit a slump at age, I don't know, 35. Oh, it's all down. It's getting younger now because of Instagram. No. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. And I actually posted this thing I don't know if you remember, it was about, basically, there was a paper that came out that basically suggested it's only one paper, so of course we can't go off the back of that and completely change our theory and everything, but it was basically saying that there is evidence that our metabolism doesn't actually change between the ages of 20 to 60 years old. You put that out recently, right? 
Yeah, and yeah. I got so much hate for it. I mean, so much hate for it. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I get hate for everything. But yeah, you Sorry. know, okay, well, people want <laughs> people want to reveal in that idea that it's not their fault. Right. And that's a really harsh thing to say. Yeah. It's a really harsh truth. And no, it's not your fault because there's so much more around that. It's yeah. not you're not there's no education there's this whole freaking diet culture there's you know all of these things that are thrown at especially women yeah that basically make them believe that they need to be this person that you know stays so and takes care of the kids or mm-hmm. you know puts on a bit of weight and is now you know succumbs to all of these unfortunate events that comes with aging but it's it's not true no right and a post that is supposed to empower people yeah often actually upsets them because it's now shining the light on them. Yeah. And what it, all I'm saying is that, yeah, okay, fine. This is one paper. It might not actually be the case, mm-hmm. but isn't it nice to think that perhaps you don't have to be, you know, 40, still dieting, still trying to lose weight for the you know, 10th year in a row. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you I know? think it's so important. Sluggish, tired. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's you not, we, you, we've been trained to see that, that, oh, that's the natural progression. But yeah. I, so what did the paper say exactly? So, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, now, no, I don't. But it's, it basically, yeah. So it basically, the 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 conclusion was that from the ages of twenty to sixty, there's not that much change in our basal metabolic rate. That's and exciting. That only after six, yeah, after sixty, it's actually one percent per year. Wow. So it doesn't even decline by that much. What is happening though is that we don't well. Obviously, inflammation, mm-hmm. stress. Yeah. I think also, and I can't prove this. This is completely anecdotal, but mm-hmm. uh, so bear with me. I think the body at some stages goes, I'm so sick of this shit. Totally. This is very unscientific. No. <laughs> I can't deal with you anymore. <laughs> I, believe I just can't deal with that, you anymore. Though. I totally you know? believe that. Yeah, because the body is so fucking resilient. It's going to tolerate. Yeah. It's going to overcompensate here. You're not getting enough magnesium. Okay, we're going to pull from over here, over here. For, yeah. But for fucking how long? Before it's like, you know exactly. what? You're not respecting me. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You know, as unscientific as it sounds, that's, that's I know, kind I of know. what I believe is happening. Like, we, we you know, don't, yeah. Sorry. I know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. Well, so yeah. the, you know, one of the things that you mentioned um in that piece right there that really connects with your morning uh happenings of of the ice bath is, you know, inflammation. Obviously, yeah. ice baths are great for that. But yeah. what else, what yeah. are the what are other reasons that you because I know you love doing cold exposure. What are some of the other reasons yeah. like like and especially at the start of the day? Yeah. Can I quickly stop for a sec? Yeah. And just put the heating on because I am so cold. I keep clenching my teeth so I don't quiver. (laughs) We're on the opposite. I'm like, I need to powder because I feel like I'm just sweating over here. (laughs) Yeah, do your thing. You go. I'm going to stick the heat. It's three degrees at the moment in England. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm getting so hot, Scott. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay, I am back. I need to put my headphones back in. Where are you based? Mm. 
two homes. Um, currently in Vegas, so podcasting oh, is amazing. Yeah, it's so fun. And then my other home is um, in Hermosa Beach, California. So LA, but okay. like a really, you, I think you would really love it there because it's like a a walking neighborhood. It's it's a small community, and the backyard love is that. literally the beach and. So when I'm home there, it's just, it's so fun too. So I just go back and forth, but podcasting is here. So I tend to be here a lot more these days. My goal is LA, but not quite LA because I came to visit and I was a bit like, I don't know, it's really big, but maybe just outside, you know, I have friends um, down in Newport beach and. Oh, down South is so nice. Yeah. Yeah, And if you're not having. And I've got friends in San Diego. Oh, I love it. I love North County because yeah. it's so chill. Like I lived in Hawaii for yeah. years. It's home for me. And it's, oh God, it's got amazing. that same vibe where it's just laid yeah. back. And I think anywhere you have ocean too accessible to yeah. you. I mean, you can get, you know, there's like a real, you can feel the difference. Go get the negative charge from yeah. the earth, all that. So mm. yeah. like, <laughs> let me know that. how I can help you move this way. I'm, I'm about this. <laughs> uh, okay. So just to tap into, I can bring us right back. Oh, what exposure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'll just let you jump back in. Do you remember what I was yeah. saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of reasons with the cold water exposure. Well, firstly, I only really do it. I do it more in the winter because it's easier because my bin is very cold right now. Whereas in the summer, I have to actually go and buy ice. But yeah. it firstly sets me up for the day. It's a real mental challenge for me to wake up and and get in. Yeah. I've just woken up. I want the first thing I want is a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Huberman talks about delaying caffeine and take all the time. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know, <laughs> but I don't drink when I do. It's like twice a year and it's normally in the summer. So yeah. I don't smoke. Yeah. I just let me have my coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> I exercise. Yeah, I do everything. I, do all the things. <laughs> I think that's but important. I do drink too much coffee. Do you? <laughs> You know, oh yeah. god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go through phases with it. Anyway, so first thing in the morning, it's like mental thing for me. I need to get in. I need to get over this block. I mean, various aspects are obviously inflammation, and at the moment, like I've been, I was so stressed last year that like I actually wasn't processing food very well. My body was actually like, we can't do this anymore, babes. We need to figure this out. So, I passed for inflammation. My back started giving in, and it's all you know, due to this inflammation. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why. And I just, my body functions better mm-hmm. when I just do it. Yeah. And I mean, there's loads of processes we can go down in that. But one of the biggest things for me is the cold shock, you know, the cold shock proteins. I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, please elaborate because there are so many people who haven't. Yeah. If you'd like to. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. The, these cold shock proteins are only activated at extreme temperatures. Mm-hmm. So they have nucleic binding properties. And what that means is they basically help the cells, the DNA, proliferate and differentiate better, if you will. So it is essentially making sure that they do that correctly so that there's no mutations. So you might not see any of those results straight away. Mm-hmm. I might see them when I'm 80 or I might mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, I don't, you know, how <laughs> really want to interpret that. <laughs> okay, so that's essentially like me. It's my, That's my longevity. Yeah. Is everything I do now is obviously because I want to feel good now, mm-hmm. but I want to be that person that is 90 and is still going for it. You know, my grandmother was one of those people and I want to, I want to live like that. I want to be happy. I want to be, you know, I want to be able to have great grandchildren run after them. So yeah, that's, vitality. Um, yes. All of it for me is in the long run. And if I adopt these habits now, it mm-hmm. means that then when I'm 60, 70, I, it won't be as hard to get into an ice bath at seven in the morning. <laughs> Totally, Hope like training your. 
<laughs> no, I love it. You know, I think if when I think about like how how do you approach health, it's cellular health, right? We want our cells to yeah. be healthy, right? We want our mitochondria yeah. to be just yeah. optimal. And these are things that really start to take big hits. You know, I mean, it could be earlier on, depending on your lifestyle. Like my 20s, yeah. I was definitely, I lived in New York for years and it was like my mitochondria was taking fucking some hits. <laughs> I mean, I was living in London for seven years. So, yeah, so we were yeah. like, before I was a neuroscientist, before I knew how detrimental, yes. you know, partying was. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Now I still do it. I just know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know how to recover. You have other tools. No, well, you know what's so great too is like, actually, I think it's wonderful to know. It's kind of like food is a great example for me where I grew up eating yeah. Uh, you know, Taco Bell, right? Just fast food yeah. and then high school and then got injured in martial arts, knee surgery, fast forward, <laughs> gained all this weight. Is And that was the catalyst that put me on the the path to really discover my passion around health and all of all of these things really. But, um, you know, I know the difference of what it feels like. Forget mm. about looks. Well, that's an obvious. But actually what you yeah. feel like when... Yeah. Yeah, your 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 when your cellular health is more optimal versus optimal. Yeah, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand, and it's something that you can't teach. Yeah, and it's something that I preach all the time. But people need to try and find level more levels of self actualization so that they know. Okay, I've just eaten that, and now I feel like that. But I don't have to feel like that if I don't eat like that. You know, food is a very emotional thing. I mean, we can right. go down the rabbit hole on that as well. I know. We probably won't, but well, well, that's, well. yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, not, maybe not this one, but when you come back on. No, actually, yeah. it's a great segue because, you know, we think about behaviors, right? So yeah, 2023 is around the corner. Your episode will drop at the top, right? And so a big part of my kind of like the coaching work of of of, of my work is um coaching work of my work um is uh you know goal setting goal pursuit manifestation like I'm a gold digger self-acclaimed gold digger yeah. like I love <laughs> I fucking love it I love like and I have great tactics and strategies I yeah. for me you know before you can actually get into, let's just say, because it's so universal, um, I want to, an individual, I want to, you know, become healthier. I want to go to the gym more and essentially have this lifestyle, right? So I always reverse engineer wherever I can. And behaviors come before habits, right? And then habits shape the, oh, yeah. do, do you, mm. would you say something? Mm. Ooh, please. I would say the other way around. Do you really? I mean, I think so. Okay. Because you can pick up a habit and then you become your habit. So, mm -hmm. say you want to become a runner. Yeah, you pick up the habit of running, and then you're a runner. But I don't know. I guess it depends. No, so, I think it's uh, both ways. no, I love it. So, my thought is like before, <laughs> because if an if an individual doesn't have the, how do you get to the habit? Well. So I think mm. everything, like, especially in, in this regard is like, well, what's the identity of a runner? Well, a runner's probably, let's just say it's like, oh, I have to work nine to five. So a runner who doesn't have that much time is probably maybe going to set out their running clothes in the morning and go to bed early. This is behavioral yeah. stuff, right? Or that's how I see it, yeah. but I'm so open yeah, to yeah, your, no, no, no. right? So like- I think we can interpret this in any way, to be honest. Really? Okay. I think I think we can twist it both ways, but- I yeah. What I'm thinking about is so habits are mostly sort of ingrained in your basal ganglia, in sort of the, you know, the, the sort of lower parts of the brain. 
I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I'm ex- oh, girl. Drop one. us in because that <laughs> because I you know the, my my goal with this my goal is you know obviously we know there's going to be so many individuals who want to develop new habits who want to crush their goals. You know, so yeah. it's kind of like, how do we utilize neuroscience, neurobiology, neuropsychology? Like how do we, how do we infuse that, you know, into this yeah. process? Because I think that for me personally, mechanism, like when I understand why something is doing something, it makes it mm-hmm. easier for me to then, to you know, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. absolutely. Knowledge, I always say, so acknowledgement and knowledge is always step one in anything you want to do. If you already know you've planted that seed, if you want to change something, but you're aware of it, you've already planted that seed for change. Yeah. You know, and I think people want these crazy, like, you know, big answers, but that's, we need to remember that that's the most important part. Yeah. The fact that you've even acknowledged that because that's the seed. You can't grow anything without the seed. Right. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And with behavior change, it's, I mean, you can, so I'm just going to, yeah, it's a, a little lot, bit. No, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I love talking about the most, and I never thought that I would, is actually visualization. Yes. And yeah, and and the reason is because there's a really famous paper that came out in 1995, and I talk about this. I mean, someone that has like listened to all my podcasts, I'd be like, oh god, here she goes about that paper again. Oh my god, give <laughs> but- it to me. <laughs> listen to me it's the it's groundbreaking so 1995 Pasquale Leon he was a doctor he did a series of experiments he took one group he obviously a sham group they didn't do anything group number one had to learn to play, play a five-finger piece on the piano mm-hmm. and group number three only had to imagine that they were playing the five-finger piece on the piano so they never actually touched the keys and those two groups had almost very similar plasticity in the motor cortex okay wow. So it is as if they actually learned to play the piano, even though they only imagined it. And that actually was groundbreaking because we learned how important our thoughts are. So the brain doesn't know the difference between reality Mm -hmm. and thoughts. Okay, if you are in a stressful environment, the way that you get over that stress is to completely immerse yourself in something else. And that's why habits Mm -hmm. or yoga or boxing or whatever Mm -hmm. is actually really good for de-stressing because you're not thinking about that situation yeah. If you go home and you sit on your sofa and you start watching Virgin River, like I am, <laughs> uh, I edit it. that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only watching it for Jack. Um, <laughs> you're most likely going to be thinking about Susan, who you had an argument at work with the whole evening, right? If you go to yoga, yeah. you've got an hour where you don't think about that argument. And that's how you bring your stresses down. Well, what's so, the difference if they're watching TV versus the physical activity? Like what's... Well, the physical activity, or it doesn't have to be physical. It can actually be a video game, but you're completely immersing yourself in something else. Whereas with Got TV, it. you're most likely going to steer off and actually think about work. You're not actually... Unless you can really pay attention. Like if you're in a cinema, yeah. that might be different. Because now you're immersed. You can't go on your phone. You can't... You don't really have time to think about anything else. You're like, woo. Yeah. You know? Got it. Top Perfect. Gun. Amazing. Yeah. Great film. Oh, um, <laughs> the original is one of my favorites. Maverick. Forever. I mean, oh. both. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that goes to show how important our thoughts are. Yeah. So if you can think about how you're going to execute your day, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up, I'm going to pack my clothes for running, I'm going to run, I'm going to feel amazing. Your brain now already knows and is starting to integrate this pattern of neuronal firing mm-hmm. that is sequenced yeah. to for you to become a runner. 
for you to go for that run. It's a pattern. And the brain doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. It just knows what it knows, what you tell it, this repetition. So if you repeat, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go for a run. You wake up, you go for a run, and then you do it again the next day, and then again the next day, you will become a runner. Yeah. And that's the same thing with negative thought patterns, people that ruminate. It's a cyclic snowball effect that just ends up, you know, crashing down into like this depth of despair where you're actually ruminating more and more and more and it becomes who you are yeah you become this negative person that's ruminating and that you know that has other sort of cognitive effects on you know mood mental health etc and we can go down a rabbit hole on that but yeah essentially these individuals and including myself I've been down that route Mm -hmm. you are repeating a particular thought and the brain doesn't know this is right and this is wrong it just knows that it's being repeated and Mm -hmm. it's going to integrate that thought pattern so whatever you're repeating is what you're going to become. And it's quite hard to sometimes break those patterns, Mm -hmm. but you can interject. So what I get to do with my clients Mm -hmm. is say they had a client who was sort of suffering with ruminating thoughts, very negative thought patterns. Mm -hmm. And it was, that was really interesting because she learned that behavior from her family. Mm. Her family are always bickering. Her family are always talking shit about each other. They're always sort of arguing. Yeah. And she through observational knowledge as a child grew up and learned that this is what we do Mm -hmm. until she sort of became an adult and realized this is not normal Mm -hmm. so what I got her to do was every time she had a negative thought Mm -hmm. you interject that thought pattern with something else that you want to do so you don't you don't pretend that it hasn't happened or doesn't exist. You just go, okay, this is the sequence. Let's talk about this objectively. These are these neurons that are talking to one another in this particular pattern. Yeah. Now we're going to add in something else. I actually told Nicole I wanted to start drinking more water. So I'm going to go and do that. Now that pattern is different. There's an extra piece of the puzzle. So it's, it's a little bit different to what normally happens, which means that now you can start dismantling that firing pattern. So one you've interjected mm-hmm. you can think about doing something else you can go and drink your water by the time you've had that water you can then analyze are these thoughts fact or fiction i always play fact or fiction with my clients Love if it. it's fact can you change it mm-hmm. most probably if it's fact is it that bad does it matter that you look like this does it matter that you think like that does it matter that you talk like that yes really on the grand scheme of things we, there's nine billion people in the world we are most likely going to be very very different even though I do believe that we see an element of ourselves in everybody we meet <laughs> mm, yes interesting you know? I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> some things I don't want to admit from the past I'm like yeah. <laughs> I connect oh, okay all right no I, I feel you on that <laughs> you know love life <laughs> yeah 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 oh god that's on the record that's another rabbit hole it's a can of worms we're not gonna yeah. like open <laughs> it's long past me but yeah no I love yeah. that though that is yeah I mean it's and there's so much connection and just even how I go through my own process with myself um mm. you know the, a lot of the introspective work but also in the coaching part of my business too it's just it it is um yeah, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to tear too much into to my stuff because I want to hear more about what you're sharing in this way. But I love it, and I feel so much resonance. And I, again, I think it makes it so easy, so much easier for someone. Because, for example, a ruminating thought like "How do I break fat?" It's like, oh well, let me just add, you know, drinking water to the end of this. You know, yeah. so you're 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 ending on a positive rather than stopping at a negative, right? 
And that's also what I say is use the negative to remind you of the positive because, you know, mental heuristics dictate how we live our lives. And what that is, is mental heuristics are essentially shortcuts. So you operate in a particular way. You don't even think about it. You brush your teeth with your left hand or your right hand or whatever you do. You don't think about that. You're not thinking about you brushing your teeth. You're probably thinking about something else. That's all automatic. Yeah. So these behaviors are automatic. We need to give ourselves a little bit of sort of leeway here mm-hmm. in the fact that that's just the way that the brain operates. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. We just need to change that. Okay. So you're most likely not going to remember to drink water mm-hmm. because of why would you? Your right. brain wants to do other things. It wants to save energy for the things that, you know, like problem solving, cognitively demanding tasks. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, you know, use energy to remind you that you need to drink water. Yeah. And that's why most people start out on a Monday with, I'm going to change this habit mm-hmm. by Friday they've forgotten that they even tried that's why it's amazing. so if you can use that negative thing to remind you of what you had to do and you're like ah I can use this as my trigger yeah trigger cure reward now you're going to start integrating that habit into your psyche that's so powerful and um one of the things I wanted to talk about and it kind of segues us is you know subconscious our subconscious so um so many programs paradigms scripts, right? They're they're yeah. stuck in there. <laughs> and what I've learned is that to, to essentially try and like tap into your subconscious, you need to be in a in uh, the theta brainwaves like hypnotism, right? To be yeah. able to one of the things that I do, I, I've developed this as a habit. So this is like outside of doing brainwave, you know, meditations, but you know, we know that when we wake in the morning, we're going from theta to alpha. And then in the evening, we're going from alpha to theta. So in my mind, yeah. I'm like, this is golden opportunity time, right? Absolutely. So 100%. I, I like to, I ask myself some questions and all that, but like, can you talk about that? Because, and, and, and really how, you know, the value of, you know, like if we really want to do some work um, in, in the sense of like deprogramming, anything that's limiting us, that's, you know, disempowering us. Um, but we know that it's so, it's it's in that like vortex. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do you have any specific tips or just anything that you want to share in that area that you think would be valuable? Yeah, well, I think that meditation, you know, I'm, I'm actually at the moment doing a lot of hypnotherapy to break oh. some patterns that I just can't break on my own because yeah. it's, as much as you know the science and you know what to do, and I could tell my clients, you know, yeah, you need to do X, Y, Z. Sometimes when you're thinking about yourself, it's you can't be that objective. I, and, yeah. you know, I struggle sometimes yeah. to do my best. I think we all do our best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I'm actually doing hypnotherapy also because I know so much of the science that I wanted to know what that, you know, how that put into practice. I've only ever done self-hypnosis. So yes, hypnosis, meditation are all, and this is, this is what I'm getting at is hypnosis and meditation, obviously, but sleep as well is the Mm. most important part of learning. People are like, what? (laughs) How can I know when I'm sleeping? (laughs) That's where you consolidate memories. That's where you consolidate all the new habits that you are trying to implement, all these new thought patterns that you're trying to break, that all gets consolidated while you're sleeping. And that, or, and what you mean by that essentially is like the quality of your sleep, you know, just like basically optimizing your sleep to its best to be able to, to do that, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So memory yeah. consolidation, so where you sort of pack the information into your brain, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Down into layman's terms. Yeah. Happens when you're sleeping. So if you're not sleeping enough, yeah. you can study all you want. You will most likely not 
retain enough of that information as much as you would. So sleep is your biggest, biggest, biggest performance enhancing tool. And people, again, they want the fancy metrics. They want the fancy, you know, X, Y, Z. It's sleep. It's sleep. It's sleep, it's sleep, it's sleep. (laughs) And there's so much resistance. I feel, girl, I'm in bed at 8.30, like with love. And you know, yeah. I mean, listen, if it's a fight night, you know, I'm big UFC and if it, or the music is my love, like, okay, I'm at a concert. But these days it's like, it's yeah. either fight night. But I love, because I naturally, like I woke up at 3.57 this morning, 4 a.m. Yeah. I love it because it's this very tranquil, no rushing space for me to do yeah. my breath work. My, I do a lot of reading, journaling, yeah. you know, and I'm not bullied by time and you know the entrepreneur no one could bother you that time no one yeah yeah and and again it's like optimizing it's leveraging my brain waves like hey so much of my wisdom and so much of the things that I speak about that I share that I write about I channel I download in these states because my brain is in a place where I can really just get yeah. grab it more you know I kind of live my yeah. whole life is like this union between science and mysticism <laughs> yeah I'm I think I'm the same I, I think feel I'm like, the I same. Feel I'm, like yeah. I yeah. I'm like I only studied science that I could actually explain these, you know? <laughs> philosophical mystic well no and I love it because even just bringing us into visualization because most individuals hear visualization they're thinking like oh let me get out yeah right the whole like it's like a seance yeah Yeah, no I know and that's why I use what so I go uh, when I work in corporates and finance companies and I go in and I give them talks I use buzzwords like optimize non-sleep deep rest yeah um you know like the particular activating system when we're talking about vision and they're like oh my god there's so much neuroscience and I'm like I'm just saying what they've been saying for thousands of years you just didn't want to hear it you're only listening now because I've got the word neuroscience behind my name It's it's so true and it's so important because again, it's like if, if, I mean, what's the goal? It's like the goal is to give individuals tools, effective tools that can really help them to thrive. Like in my world, I always speak about this. It's the thriving from within and out, right? So it's not just my status, my career, my money. It's like, how do I feel inside, you know, every Mm. day? And I think that these tools that you speak about that, you know... (laughs) Yeah. They're, I mean, they're effective. They're yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. They're very important. Yeah. I have a quote that uh, so many love. I personally love um, words cast spells. And mm-hmm. it kind of goes into the whole mysticism. And I know you touched on that, like just in, well, you were talking about like thoughts and ruminating thoughts and all that. But can we just touch on that a little bit more, just the the idea behind the power of words. Because I see words as, it's an energy, it's a frequency, it's an experience. <clears throat> so not just the words that we're saying in audible form, but the inaudible and just like how, mm-hmm. how impactful the, that words actually are to us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many angles we can go from this and I just had a couple of thoughts, but back to Susan Greenfield, Yeah, you know, the fact that you know she th- talks about how you're communicating through phones and they are just words and they 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 cut they mean so much you know you can you can have a whole conversation with somebody without your body language mm, right without yeah. actually seeing them right then on the other side 
I can have a full blown conversation with my dog and not say a single word. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you can do that with humans as well. Like I know my partner so well that I know from his body language and what mood he's in, mm. you know, and I, you can have a whole conversation with someone without, you know, actually having to say anything. Yeah. Because of energy. Which I think is really important. And I think these little nuances we pick up mm. and you can't explain them. They're so nuanced. Yeah that you don't really know how to pinpoint them mm-hmm. and talk about them. And I think, and, and, and I don't know if I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, no, but please, I love that's it. why, yeah. And that's why it's so important for children in the, their developmental stages to be, I guess, doesn't matter what environment they're in, but it's how they pick up on these small cues. Yeah. You know, like my niece has been staying with us and I think I can't remember said something like, I can't even know what it was, but it's like obviously a mannerism that I have. And she picked that up within a day. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God. I was like, Ruba's saying that. I can't I can't remember what she's saying, but and I just thought it's so crazy because her brain is like a sponge. She's I, gonna be taking in everything. So my sister's mood, my mood, my partner's mood, you know, everything. I see and it that's in my family why, too. Yeah, it's crazy. And 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 that it shapes who you are right. from such a young age, like the age of she's two. She's not going to remember any of this, but she's definitely learning how to be a, a human. Yeah. By the way that she sees us being human. Well, it's like the. And, oh, so sorry. So no, sorry. No, 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 no. You, no, no, go. no. no you go. <laughs> well, I was thinking oh about God, like it's like you're, it. you're a brand new computer. <laughs> you have the hardware, the software, and like it's all being like. But she's empty. She comes out, or I don't know. That can turn very philosophical or whatever. But I'm like, she, let's just say she's empty. Like, and then yeah. now it's all getting put into the heart. You start programming. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know, children learn through their senses. So we have five senses: um, touch, feel. If you never put that information in, mm-hmm. it's not going to create. A, we call them brain maps. They are areas of the brain. They basically are like, oh, actually, I'll show you my brain. They've got like little yes. topographical areas um, yeah. of the brain that have different maps for everything. So love goes in one place. Well, it's not just one. I don't want to sort of um, reduce it to yeah. this simplistic sort of um, way that I'm describing it right now. But let's just say that it was like that. Mm-hmm. If you never teach a child how to love, yeah. something else will take over. It won't know how to love if it doesn't come in. If it never sees the color black, yeah, it will never know the color black. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? So totally, yeah. All these things that are coming in are what's coming out, and the the notion that you know we finish developing at the age of sort of twenty three, twenty five. Mm-hmm. So when do you get a cell phone? You get a mobile phone around sort of I don't know age twelve nowadays. I mean, yeah, I had to wait it's pretty young. Fourteen, and I have one of those brick Nokia's. But anyway, <laughs> I was such a loser. <laughs> My parents were like, you can't have an Oculus 3310. That is too cool. And I was like, come on. <laughs> so I used to leave it at home. Mine was like this big. Actually, <laughs> yeah. It was easier for me to say that I didn't have a phone than to admit that I had the 5110 <laughs> with the antenna. <laughs> when all my friends had the 3310, I was like, oh damn <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you liked me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to pull that bitch out. Like. With the antenna, I could see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they get them at much younger ages now. The, the yeah, phones. Probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, we're learning to communicate yeah. without that really interesting and 
essential part of life and that is the body language yeah and yeah I, I know we went off a tangent with the ruminating yeah. thoughts so if you want to bring yeah. it back there, yeah yeah totally <laughs> no I love it I swear yeah well I think for me it's really I always want to bring to it, the attention the minds of um let me say it. Let me start all over. Scott, please get that part. So I think for me, <laughs> I think for me, what is so important when I speak about this, like words cast spells and the power of your words and your scripts is just to have individuals pay more attention to their words and not just the words that they share with others, but especially the words that are always running internally because it's affecting you. So yeah. I'm not saying you have to be full-time positive. I actually don't. I talk more about being optimistic than no. positive, And I think they're actually two different things. Tell me, what do you Absolutely. You know, yeah. No, no, no. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just yesing you. <laughs> I don't, that's the thing. As I'm not trying to portray this sort of like toxic positivity thing. Like you don't need to be like having these ruminating thoughts and going, no, 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 that's not true. It's just more like, how can we spin this? And, you know, sometimes I get frustrated with like therapists because they're like, okay, how can we turn this around? And I'm like, yeah, damn it. I was having fun reveling in that, but let's twist it. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> it's about getting that growth out of there, I suppose. And being like, yes. okay, fine. I do, I do have a big nose. So what, you know, you can't lie to yourself and be like, I don't have a big nose. Yeah. That's just an example. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's about, it's about being okay. Yeah, fine. I do. But so what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes, that happened, but we can do this instead next time. Mm -hmm. Instead of going like, you know, just this whole like blanket, throwing it under the rug. And that's not what it is. It's not yeah. pretending that it doesn't exist or pretending that actually this is very positive. Yeah. It's about being able to acknowledge that it is negative. It is mm -hmm. rubbish. You yeah. do want to change it, but you can. And I think that's where the key lies is that people didn't really understand up until recently mm -hmm. that our brains are plastic we can change. And back to you saying these thoughts that you or these words that you say to yourself, mm -hmm. I used to complain so much. Mm -hmm. And one time one of my flatmates was like, oh my God, I, just, I can't hang out with you. Like you complain all the time. Oh shit. And I was like, oh. okay. So acknowledgement, if yeah. you remember, I said it's step number one. Yeah. That planted the seed. And now every time I went, oh, I was like, oh my God, I'm complaining. Because it was so deeply ingrained in my behavior yeah. But I didn't even acknowledge it. It was a heuristic. It was a mental heuristic. It completely blocked it out. That was just who I was without me realizing it. Yeah. Now that I started paying attention again, we're talking about attention and neuroplasticity. Yeah. You need attention to make changes. Yeah. Every time I then started to catch myself complaining, I'd be like, no, no, no. we're not going to complain because we're doing this out of habit. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very bad habit. We're going to stop that now. And I just don't complain anymore. I mean, I, I barely complain. That's I, so I've always been a very much a doer. Yeah. But yeah. um, I like to complain along the way whilst doing it. Whereas now I just do. <laughs> like, well, no more complaining. You know, it's interesting because I think that, um, I mean, I obviously I think some things are just a pattern and you're not you as in anybody, us, me included. Like, yeah. we're not aware of it until we're aware of it. But then I think that there's also something um, about there's, and, and one would maybe not put these two things together, but people tend to, like they like familiarity for the most part, right? Uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. We we prefer familiarity, certainty. Yeah. Um, but we know for and brain. That's, sorry to interrupt, interrupt yeah. you there, but that's why visualization works because 
the brain likes what it knows. If it knows that you are going to do X, Y, Z, that thought, we know this is important as the behavior or the actual action of you doing the particular thing you're thinking about, the brain's going to know where to go with that. So it's easier to then execute. I love that. I, I mean, yeah. I definitely, when I go into meditation, it's never quiet. I have this whole relationship with my higher self. She's called my muse. My whole community knows. She's also future self. She's a future version of me. Um, I love it. She's also called the woman in the mirror, but she, um, she is me and <laughs> we're I'll tell you a very weird story in a minute. Oh yeah. good. I can't wait. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Hold that thought. It's my little witchy, you know, it's just, but, but it's, I swear it's crazy and amazing. When I say crazy, it's amazing. Like I can step into meditation some mornings, right? I could be maybe hormonal or whatever it is, but like the, my frequency is a little lower that morning for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. And yeah. When I go into meditation, like she's never where I am. She's always in this composed, you know, just very just um soft and just her frequency is so steady. So yeah, which is so interesting, right? Because she's mm. me, but she's not matching my energy. And then she'll always ask me questions that help me to come into a higher state myself. And then I leave meditation, but I'm also visualizing a lot. That's where I was connecting this. Um, and, yeah. and I visualize a lot of different things. <laughs> I would pay so much money to be in a brain for one day. Like, what is Roxy doing today? Like, I start sweating. We swap brains one day, like Freaky Friday. <laughs> like, oh God, you know, but... like people jump on Instagram stories, the story takeover. We just do brain takeover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. I would like. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Cause I, I, I mean, listen, I can tell you that, you know, already in my life and, you know, I'm still young and there's, but when I started doing visualization work and really, you know, stepping into the state with myself, um, you know, there are certain things, for example, even my podcast studio, I visualized this. I saw it way yeah. before it happened, you know? And then it's and and I would like see myself getting dressed, driving, pulling up to the studio, the whole thing. Like how does the leather in my I love car that. and fucking and then it, you know, came into form. So I just love that you put so much emphasis on that because I think that it's something again where, you know, obviously some people know about it. Some people don't, or some people think it's like this. Oh, does it does it work in quotations? It's like, well, yeah, it fucking yeah. does. Well, yeah, the brain likes familiarity, and I think that even subconsciously, if you know you want something, you're going to be working towards it without even realizing it. You're going to be attracting those things. You're going to be paying attention to the things that align with that particular goal. So, you know, we call I've spoken about this millions of times, it's a particular activating system. Mm -hmm. If you say to yourself, oh God, I'm having the worst day ever, everything keeps going wrong, you're going to pay, you're going to be paying attention to everything that's going wrong. Yeah. You wake up and you say, I'm going to pay attention to all of the pink Renault Clios today. <laughs> Never seen one in my life. You will most likely see pink Renault Clios everywhere. You're going to be like, what the hell? Since when are there so many pink Renault Clios in the world? But they've been there all the time. You just didn't pay attention to them. Okay. So cool. And I think that that's how it works. It you you plant a seed, you want something, you're going to be subconsciously doing everything to get to that goal. And I and I have so many stories like that as well where I've like, Yeah, tell me your story. I remember like what were you going to say? 
There was oh, a story. What was, it? what were we talking about? I was talking about. Oh yeah, 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 about twins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a Gemini. Me too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe you're the twin I always knew I had. <laughs> it's a Gemini full moon right now too. Oh, we are so witchy right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. So I, I have something very similar where I have this version of me that I see when mm-hmm. I meditate, when I do, especially when I go to yoga and I like my yoga teacher is so amazing. Like she takes me to the most trippiest like trips. I mean, honestly, like I'm on a whole psychedelic trip when oh, I'm sober yeah. with her and I love it. I love um, it. I'm so for all of that. Like the, what we can do is like sometimes I do the Wim Hof breathing yeah. because I get so trippy yeah. that I actually like feel like I've like catapult into outer space. And then I actually, this is so depressing. I get so like, like absorbed into it that I forget how to breathe and I fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, really? <laughs> I just like completely snap out of it. I'm like, shit. What's up? Well, what's happening in the brain? Why do you like? <laughs> well, so, uh, so you're in mild hypoxia. So you're pre- you're pretty euphoric. It's like. It's, it's like doing a balloon, really. I mean, oh, you know, those nice yeah. balloons. Uh, it's pretty much like, well, I don't know what those are. <laughs> From the literature, yeah. this is what happens. I mean, who, yeah, oh my God, I will, I will, I will contain myself <laughs> right now because I can very easily take us. It's turning into the Joe Rogan show, everybody. <laughs> I know, oh my god! And I just, I just thought that I was like, this is, yeah, it's wow. Perfect. I'm like Carl Kingsbury, and you're like Joe Rogan. <laughs> Talk to me about your dreams. My audience is used to it. They know, they fucking know. It's, it's about, hey, and you know what? They're probably retaining this information even more, just like we said. Yeah, right? because it's so much fun. Exactly. 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 Oh. So, <laughs> okay, so you have a twin. I'm so excited. I have a twin. Yeah, I have a twin. And it's like, I remember I was once in this yoga. I was going through a really bad period of my life. I just moved to Bristol. I Bristol was where I came to study at University of Neuroscience. My boyfriend was supposed to come with me. And like the day I got here, he dumped me over the phone. And I was like, oh, we've been together for four years. But anyway, um, oh, so I was going through a pretty rough time. I didn't know anyone. I was like, you know, my adult years going to school was like 18 year olds. I felt pretty stupid. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like eight years older than them. One of those, I mean, this girl turned around to me one day and was like, how old are you? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. She's like, no, no it's only because you've got tattoos. And I'm like, just turn around. Don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> So, oh, no. <laughs> I felt a bit of a failure, you know, like my boyfriend just dumped me. Uh, anyway, it's like a movie. And I was I'm in watching. this yoga class. <laughs> yeah. I was in this yoga class, and, you know, she took us through this whole like visualization thing. And I remember like almost seeing a second version of me, like sitting, I don't even know, like maybe on me. Yeah. And you know how, like, kind of like those cartoons where they've got like the, the, um, the submarine sort of checking out that the coast is clear. I felt like that version of me was doing that for me. Oh, and she wow. was going, ah, coast is clear. You're fine. It's okay. We can do this. And I completely like, it sounds crazy, but I completely healed, if you will. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't need a friend. I don't need a boyfriend. I just need me. Yes. This is my friend. I have a best friend. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm going to send you all of the memes that my my, my siblings send me because they are hilarious. They're all yes. about how Gemini's talk to themselves. Oh my and, God, please do. Um, sorry, I'm just having conversations with myself. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I'm really busy. I've got plans. Okay. And it's like the plans hanging out with me. Yes, <laughs> it's real. That is literally me. It is so, we're like, so I've got a date with myself. It's so real. Yeah. 
I talk to myself but, more. I mean, we all do more than anybody, but like, no, I have like real conversations. Yeah. And they but work. They, I needed that. Yeah. Because my whole life, I was looking elsewhere. Yeah. I needed a boyfriend to fulfill me. I needed a best friend. All I wanted was a best friend. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, I didn't. I it was me. Yes. And yeah. so I've got this twin that I just, yeah. And like, yeah. No, you know, so Nicole, when you said you're that, literally I was like, Whoa. speaking to like the the center of my work. I mean, I have a digital course. It's all about your your future self. But again, my future self and how I, it's not a new concept, obviously. But future self for me is it's the highest expression of yourself. And she's, you know, I, I coach women, but she's always in front of you. She's always leading you. She's your north star, right? And yeah. ultimately, she's. She's your ride or die, how I frame it. She's yeah. your ride or die. Yeah. She's your best friend. Absolutely. She's your muse. And, you know, I, it's so, I'm so passionate about, you know, supporting as many women as I can. I mean, my coaching is centered in women. The podcast is is not just women, but, you know, to, to realize that this expression of them, I always capitalize myself when I write S-E-L-F. This yeah, expression is within you. And yeah. Is there you? You just have to access. You have to create the connection with this expression of yourself. And when you do, and you really forge a bond, everything changes. Mm. Like your submarine moment, because you realize that it's like you get into a state of wholeness. And even mm. in the example, you know, that I gave to you, when if there's a morning where I'm off or whatever, in any moment, like any moment throughout the day, I don't even need to be meditating. Some shit gets thrown at me, and I'm like, muse, like tell me like and I just yeah. she always roots me into my heart and centers me and can guide me and you know I, I mean that. this I've been in this for a long time so I'm really yeah. able to access and I also feel that it's yeah. the voice of the intuition but I think I just love that you shared that because I believe that you know we for the most part I, I'd like to say that I believe that the majority of us have this you know, this expression in ourselves and we just have to do the work to forge that relationship. And when we do, you just function at a different level in life. Like our different, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, so bringing it back to science, because that's what you brought me here. No, I'm not here here for the whole thing. The whole package. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners are like, I thought this was a neuroscience podcast and I'm just learning about your secret twin. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to go now. Um, Um. but so they, you know, they, there's a lot of research on how uh, loneliness is really bad for our health. You know, there's uh, claims that have been made that it's as bad as smoking. I'm not. I mean, I've never checked those, you know, to the extent that I should. But basically, it's bad. Yeah. You know, we know that it's bad. We 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 have something called tachykinin, which is essentially a protein that is responsible for making you depressed when you and and is expressed when we are more lonely. Oh wow. But. There's a research from I posted about this and I can't remember her name, but I'll I'll give you the name so we can okay we can put definitely it in. Yeah. credit her yeah. yeah. And um, what she found was that you didn't have to have any friends to feel a sense of connection, mm-hmm. and that connection was actually an internal feeling. And they basically concluded that you just have to be best friends with yourself essentially to that reap the benefits of not being lonely. I love that. That literally gives and me a visceral response. Like that's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 Because I always, every time I've heard these things, like you, you loneliness kills, loneliness is really bad. Of course it does. But I always thought I was like, I don't know. I feel like I just 
to be honest, I don't think I could do it alone without my dog. Yeah. I need my dog. Yeah. <laughs> he's like my real rider. Yeah, maybe he's like, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's actually the twin that I'm talking about. Could be, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, but connection comes down to nature, yourself, like the things that you connect with that are wholesome and internal. So I always actually do with my clients is mm-hmm. firstly your values. Yeah. But who are you when there's nothing there? There's no podcast. There's no Instagram followers. There's no job title. There's nothing. There's not even any clothes. Who are you yeah. but naked with nothing yeah. there? You can't rely on anything. If my Instagram shut down tomorrow, mm-hmm. I know who I am. Like it would, you know, it's the easiest for me to get business on Instagram, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. But I think I would live. I mean, of course I would live. Yeah. I would be fine. Right. You know. No, it it's. suck. I, but. <laughs> You know, but you meet some people and when you, like, I, I'm not going to drop names, but yeah, I remember her at the time I didn't have Instagram, but I only started my Instagram about three years ago and she was like, oh, I've got an Instagram. My name is la la la. You can look me up. And I was like, oh, I don't have Instagram, but she has loads of followers and you could kind of see like her entire existence ceased to exist because I didn't know who she was. I didn't have Instagram. So it was kind of like, and I saw it in her eyes. Yeah. Um, I then later found out how many followers she had, you know, and I was like, you know, so many people base their life on everything that's external, the boyfriend, the car, the Instagram followers, the job title, the, you know, even the friends, maybe to some extent, of course, we need friends or not, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. And I think a lot of that, I, I feel you know, it's the way society kind of groomed us to, you know, this is what success is. This is what matters. This is, you know, what winning looks like. This is what fulfillment looks like, you know? And Mm. um, I think that when we, well, we know it's not true, right? Um, I'm a firm believer that the inner shapes the outer and that when you can cultivate Mm. this you know, like intrinsic motivation and validate yourself. And it's not to ever disclude, obviously, I think there's a place for external validation, but it is yeah, to yeah, say yeah. what you're saying is I like, do it all the time when I post on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all do. Like we create that content. We want it to do well. And when it does well, it feels good. And when it yeah. doesn't perform as great, I mean, you know, there's that too. But um, ooh, you, you, I know you put up a post recently about rejection. Um, and the importance of it, but um, which I feel like when your Instagram post is too great, it's like a form of rejection or it feels that way, you know? Yeah, of course. And it doesn't feel nice, but no. Yeah. But it's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just to kind of echo what you just said, I think that it's so important for individuals to 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 know who you are outside of what you do, who your friends are, how much money you have, like all of those things, you know, I'm a mystical bitch. I'm a poet. I, yeah, <laughs> I love like, it. I love I'm it. booking my flights to LA right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you said Vegas. Fuck yeah, I lost no, my, I'm right I lost down the my, um, Either way. Oh, okay. I'll be there. I was going to say, week. I lost my dignity in, uh, is it Hogs and Heifers in Vegas? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean. Oh, it's like, 
a coyote ugly style. Oh, really? I like, take photos and you're like, end up taking your bra off. And God. I mean, my dignity and my bra. You have still, to come yeah. here. I would love to have you here too. It'd be so much fun. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. So just to respect your time, I know we're in a different time zone. I, I already know you and I can talk to you, Gemini's. Um, oh my God, I could let you go on forever. I'm I like, know. I'm so, well, I'll, I'm going to have to bring you back on. Um, yeah. I want to know though, you know, I, I I have a couple of fun questions, but I do want to ask you, I know a lot of times you go on a podcast and you can kind of talk about the typical things or people want to ask you a lot of the same things, but what what's on your heart right now? Like what's inside of you that you want to speak more about, or just even if you want something to live in this conversation that we haven't <laughs> touched on yet? Ooh, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> That's okay. That's a big question. Yeah. Uh, can you ask me one more time? Yeah, yeah. So is there anything <laughs> that we didn't speak about um, or maybe something that you don't get asked a lot that you actually love speaking about or you're really passionate, maybe something new that you're learning or you're intrigued by or or anything in that zone? I mean, it could, it could be outside of neuroscience too, because again, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. here to highlight you yeah. too. Um, but just, I just like to ask that question because sometimes there's things that just, you know, it, you, that you have inside of you that just don't get pulled out in a conversation. And I, mm. if there's something inside, I want it to come out in this conversation that we haven't touched on. To be honest, like this conversation was so organic that yeah. I think it, you know, there was nothing curated about it, but it's no. actually, I think we, we pretty much got it out. I mean, it's weird because I, I have, I have a very big backstory mm-hmm. that, you know, and that's sort of like one of the selling points that my manager's pulling me in. Like, I'm not just some girl that's like going to write a book that's, you know, got loads of Instagram followers. Like I have a whole story behind me that, you know, is deeply embedded by childhood trauma and, you know, stepfathers, schizophrenic fathers, etc. But I'm not quite ready to get it out. Yeah. But not because I'm n- not ready. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the world is ready. And I think I'm also a big believer in making these things organic and not pushing anything. So um, I believe that it will all happen in due course as it needs to. Yeah. You know, someone will maybe like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> 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 I adore you. Soon. Um, it will get me. On a, on a talk show and then it might feel more organic to come out. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Does that, does yeah, that kind of answer your question? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, well, I love that because it's like a teaser too. You just totally teased us. <laughs> Doing this on purpose. <laughs> I love you, mysterious bitch. I love you. Like, away from my book. <laughs> New best friends. I swear to God. <laughs> like, you're oh a poet. <laughs> No, I love that. I think it's it's a beautiful I, I love the approach, honestly. I think because it yeah. just shows too, it's like um the value or what that how you value just really I see like authenticity and just like this organic process and this organic unfolding and you don't need to push or force and just kind of let things bloom yeah. naturally. Yeah. Which is And I had this beautiful. amazing sorry, meditation no. years ago where I felt like I was trying to hold on to a lot of things. And I did this meditation where I visualized myself being in water and just like everything that sort of floated towards me would then leave and I was okay with it. And whatever floated towards me, I wasn't trying to pull it, it would come. And that's kind of like what I've adopted because 
life is so long, and this is getting very philosophical. Love it. Life is so long. Life is also so short, but life is so, there's so much time for things. Mm-hmm. I don't need to push for X, Y, Z. It's going to happen, you know? This is a feminine energy. And I think that energy, feminine, the principle in feminine energy is like you summon and call think, in. Yeah, but I think that, and I, and I call to women for this because, you know, I can't resonate with men that much. Yeah. Well, of course I can to some extent, but I feel like all my friends and women that I've seen or women that I work with, and this is general anecdotal statement, mm-hmm. always feel like they're trying to pull something, yeah. a guy or attention or this or that. Right. And I'm almost like, so <laughs> kind of backtracking a bit, mm-hmm. I trust in the process mm-hmm. because I also know that the brain has an amazing ability to sift everything on a subconscious level. So we actually make decisions on a subconscious level without us realizing. And we actually make better decisions when we sit on them and we walk away because underneath the surface, yeah. the brain is still going, you know, like sort of sifting our probabilities yeah. to the outcome. It's actually why we dream. The, our dreams are so wild and weird yeah. because it's allowing for chaos so that if anything ever had to happen, you had to get chased by. I got, I dreamt I got stuck in space the other day and I couldn't get through the ozone layer. So in case that ever happens to me, my brain knows how to deal with that. That's why we dream. Amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because oh, so they yeah. did this in AI and they 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 programmed the computer and they gave it the the, the answer and they gave it the, the 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 cause and the the sequence that it had to follow essentially with the then solution. Mm-hmm. When they gave it a completely different answer, it the, the computer didn't know what to do. When they actually programmed chaos into the AI, it was able to then pull bits of information from everything it's ever experienced. And that it knows, yeah. which is our memories and our recollection of events, it can then pull together a solution based on previous knowledge. Wow. And we need to trust our brains more. We need to trust ourselves more. We need to trust our gut intuition more. So when I tell people that I don't plan my talks, mm. my corporate talks, I don't really plan them. Of course, I do the slides. I do them the day before. Yeah. Sometimes it's a week before. Yeah. But someone will say to me, I want this done. And I'll go, cool. And I will leave it to last minute. Sometimes it's not last minute. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm procrastinating. It's because I know that genius is happening here onwards. I <laughs> and I'm not that. paying attention to it. I'm oh. serious. I I yeah. When I write a book, yeah. I'll probably do it all like the night before. <laughs> of course not. But <laughs> I'm writing my well, I have a couple books, but my my poetry book comes up first. But I love that. I'm gonna I mean, yeah. that just, that feels really good to me. I think because when I, when I, so when I speak, I mean, I'm always speaking on my show, but when I go in and I speak on others, I'm always speaking from the heart. That's how I frame it. Because if yeah. I'm too much in here, then it, it's not, you're, I don't even feel like you curated. feel this. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 So even in so this time, Yeah. Yeah, so I, just, I will just plant the seed for whatever needs doing. Mm-hmm. I need to get X done. Yeah. I will plant the seed on a Monday, and I just trust that by Friday, I will know what I need to do. So the problem solving for me happens early in the morning, Yeah, when I'm driving, when I'm washing the dishes, and I'm actually planning my talks, what I'm going to say while I'm doing all of these various things. Instead of sitting there in front of my computer going, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? What It just... And I want to encourage women, yes, especially and and everyone really, yeah, to trust the process more, grounded in science. 
Yes. We Uh. make better decisions when we walk away from them. We have all of these. So I can't remember off the top of my head, but our subconscious process is something like, I think our eyes process something about 2 billion bits per second. Mm -hmm. And our conscious brain can only sort of comprehend about 50 bits per second. Wow. Our subconscious mind is constantly doing yeah <laughs> without us realizing and we we can't keep up with what our subconscious brain is doing so that's why we need to trust our subconscious more because if you can get in tune with yourself whatever that means I appreciate mm-hmm. that that's a vague yeah you're luckily teaching women how to do this so mm-hmm. everybody come and do this course <laughs> <laughs> you're actually going to be able to operate throughout life much better because I don't I don't panic about things when I went to go see my therapist she was talking to me about all these things and she was talking about worrying I'm going I don't worry I don't worry about the future I don't have those things that people have where I worry whether I'm going to do be able to pay my bills or whether I'm going to be okay I don't I don't worry about anything the only thing that I feel is overwhelmed with how much I actually have on. Yeah. Of course, I have other issues. <laughs> yeah. We'll open that box another time. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, Joe. This is the female Joe Rogan, okay. but Roxy. But yes. <laughs> so yeah. basically, trust yourself. Trust yourself more pull it in and I think actually we've come full circle because that is yeah. actually something I wanted to talk about that I don't get asked about because why would you ask me about that but that is something that I deeply deeply believe in is that us women and men as well whoever you identify as yeah trust yourself I love it you are well I'm gonna have to just end <laughs> it on that because it's just too strong of an ending and obviously it's like a TBC to be continued with you. Um, and I'm just so, I'm so, so grateful. This has been so much fun. I fucking knew it was going to be because I just feel your energy. <laughs> Me too. Thank you, girl. <laughs> I, yeah. And when you're ready to come this way, whatever city, LA, oh, Vegas, I'm here to, you know, but, hang out with you. And yeah. And just really like so here in support of you, Nicole, because again, thank you. Just, yeah, with all my heart, because I, you know, you as, as a beautiful woman, as a heart and soul, but then you also, you know, um, with, with, you know, being a neuroscientist and having really valuable, you, you're a contributor. I mean, literally you're just thank a you. powerful thank contributor you. and that's, you know, <laughs> the more that I can shine a light on, individuals like you who are truly contributing I mean it's it's not altruistic <laughs> like I get a lot out of it too so Aww, where where does I, everybody like just go to fucking hang out with you the gram is there any other <laughs> ways like um I don't think you take on clients right or what's happening in that zone so I've got a group coaching course launching in February That's which right. is called rewire your narrative okay. which is basically kind of almost everything we've spoken about today so how we can change those patterns those narratives those behaviors those thoughts those things that we say to ourselves Mm -hmm. that we have been programmed to say to ourselves for so long I mean I have clients or people that come to my group coaching course that are in their 40s 50s 60s that are still inhibited by something that their parents told them when they were 16 yeah and that's so common yeah it's a recurring theme that I get from everybody like I have this thing I say to myself that has completely inhibited me from doing xyz yeah pretty much my whole life yeah (laughs) 
So it's how to break those thoughts, okay. why we have these thoughts. And, you know, we've touched base on that today. So that that's the course that I'm running. Perfect. And it was hugely successful the last one. I, oh, I I'm going to be really sad when it ended. I'm fucking cheerleading that. I'm going to push it. I'm going to sell it. Like it's because it's, no, you know, our work you. really, it complements each yeah. other. And, and the goal yeah. is the same. It's like, that's, that's. I'm, I'm, yeah. So you have my full support there. So, and me, and me yours. So, I mean, honestly, like, I'm like literally considering going on Skyscanner in a minute, just checking out flights, <laughs> <Do> it, <girl. laughs> which is something that, you know, I've been wanting to do for a while. So I'm going to go and I'm know, here. spend Come my through. evenings. <laughs> yes. I mean it. It's a party in the USA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I meet Miley, though. Oh my God, I love Miley so much. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I love you. Yeah. Um, I've only got Instagram. I've, yeah. oh, I've got LinkedIn for like my more profession, but I don't really post. I don't post nearly as much as I should. Okay. Um, and then I am actually taking on one-to-one clients from January. So oh, okay, I good. do work with, with people one-to-one if Perfect. anyone is wanting to. Yeah, I'm opening up my diary in January. So And is yeah. that website or, and everything's in the show notes, but just so people really can hear it. Um, yeah, yeah it's all on my website. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Just inquire through the website. There's a whole intake form and we'll have a chat and okay. yeah. Perfect. All right, Mike. Thank you so much again with all my heart, girl. And honestly, um, get your ass over here. We need to hang out. And um, I can't wait to have you back, honestly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for being patient because I know you asked me a while back and I was sort of deep in it with like uni work. So thank you very much for asking again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There we go. Perfect. (laughs) We were were meant to be. You're the twin I've been looking for. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.